started this tradition and we it's now since we've done it we're doing it the second time it's officially a tradition of doing our picks of the year for video games music tv shows movies things like that mm-hmm. so this year we're gonna head start and we are doing our albums of the year so our top albums or songs of 2019 that's the year we're in in case anyone was wondering for that's past this year. episodes yeah if, if you're, you're listening li- to this re- 20 years from now Hi. It says 2019. All right. You don't want to know anything else about the political structure of our world right now. Thanks. No, they already know because they're reading about it in their yeah, they're in their history, their history class. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I feel there's an, uh, an entire chapter in your history text dedicated to Bill, Bill Clinton in a blue dress <laughs> and, and his air, and his air quote whistleblower. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on Facebook. Mm, I can't that tastes it. good. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did screw her brains out, but I did not have relations. Well, he he hasn't had relations with his wife in quite some time. Would you? Yeah. Sorry. Now we're, going no. down, now we're going down a rabbit hole. Now we're getting there. If you turn the page, you'll find out okay, that Metallica. Brett, met, Brett met an unfortunate demise because he had information on the Clintons, and he <laughs> let it out on the air. He let the dogs I, out, so to speak. <laughs> I, I, Hashtag I, I, I supposedly Cruz. committed suicide <laughs> he, he, while, under, while under suicide watch. He he tripped on a banana peel <laughs> with a rope around his neck. <laughs> and a couple of stab marks. I don't know how I got there. Uh, <sighs> we're all going to die. Yeah. All right. Cool. So we're going to kick things off with Dan Denial's album slash songs of the year. Woot, woot. Woot, woot. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna let them play, and then we're gonna chat, discuss them. All right, we ready? Yes, sir. You like that production quality? Yeah, solid. Slipknot, unsainted, number five from the album "We Are Not Your Kind." We have I Prevail, song Breaking Down from the album Trauma. Album None Covers YouTube. 
Okay, at number two, two, we have artists for King and Country, Song, God Only Knows, remixed by Timbaland and Echo Smith, album God Only Knows. Okay, number one, we got Andy Minio with Work in Progress. These opportunities I'm missing, man. I'm scared to make a bad decision. Cause you live with them. They eat your food and leave you with the dishes. Man, we quit to talk, we ain't fast to listen. Jesus walked, but he sat with sinners. So if you lost, ask for a visit. We bring our need and then he bring forgiveness. Give yourself away, that's the highest form of living. Listen, the other day I ran into a fan Getting a sonogram at the hospital I visit Them tears were running down her face She said I made a difference Found my music when she was battling with addiction Well, she ain't even religious But what I said in some interviews It really got her thinking That's when she introduced me to her husband Now they first child coming about to start a family Man, that's iller than a Grammy Those are my trophies When people in pain quote me I live my life for purpose You wouldn't believe it owe me I made a little money now It's like they all know me they got their hands out, they doing the hokey pokey. I got a few fans who no longer support me because of quiet, unwoke white. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's recap that list real quick. We had number five, we had Unsainted by Slipknot. Just a song, right? Just a song. Um, I heard that because I'm also a wrestling fan. So, like WWE, NXT, their air quote developmental uh, program, we'll say. That's their theme song for their TV show that just started going on USA, and it just it hits so hard. And like I was like, huh? Like the choir, like you can totally picture some kids just up there doing that, and then yeah, them just going off on it. Yeah, that one. It it, it you're like, all right, this is this is not what I normally think of Slipknot, and then all of a sudden, then it's Slipknot. Then, then, then you're like, there it is. Yeah, Corey Taylor like, vocals coming in. Yep. Okay. Well, what do you guys think about the album? I mean, have you listened to any other songs? I have. That's the only one because I really don't listen to like when I have my kid in the car, I can't really listen to that. And then when I'm at work right now, I really can't listen to yeah. too much stuff okay. because I'm packing. So I like with Slipknot. Like I, you know, I've been kind of on and off fans of them for a while. The mm-hmm. last. I listen to them consistently through Psychosocial or yep. All Hope Is Gone. Yep. And then I haven't really listened to anything after that. So I listened to this album. This is the first one I've had. I think they had two albums come out before this one. And I, I have not um I didn't like it. I, like as the, the, album? the album complete, I did not like. Like there are a, a few songs that I liked on it, but the album complete I did not like. And the which is weird because it is extreme it's brutal and the lyrics are incredibly deep. 
Yeah. But I feel like a lot of Slipknot fans don't listen to the lyrics. They're just looking for a concert to go to to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> True. Um, Fair. Because he didn't he have to stop? Corey Taylor had to stop the, uh, a couple concerts, right? Because people were getting trampled. Yeah. Yep. Like, he literally and, would. And yeah. Like, I want to go see him by himself acoustic so bad. I know. We're supposed to go in Vegas. Yeah, remember? but we never did. Yeah, but no, I wanted to go so bad. That was a... Oh, that's because everyone was running late and we wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Mm. But no, like... So what really got me into something, I was like, I listened to some stuff here and there, but Duality. back when they had uh, New York Inc. is when he got, after one of their band members passed away, yeah, and he got the tribute tattoo, and like to watch Corey Taylor, this badass, hardcore, you know, dude. singer dude, break down about his friend, and I was like, okay, let me start looking into more of their songs, and that's when I got into Duality. That's when I got into Psychosocial. His, he's had a tragic life. Like, I would be interested to read a biography of him, but that's, like... Absolutely. His lyrics are incredibly deep. You know, outside of Iowa, which was just like, you know, if you're 555, I'm 666. That was the entire thing was, was you know, their their gimmick, you know, their yeah. like Satan worship gimmick, but like his lyrics are incredibly deep. Yeah, and like, then when I found out that... Um, oh, what's his other band? Uh, Stone Sour. Stone Sour. I was like, yeah. like I saw him. I saw him in concert at Rockstar Uproar Festival when it was in Irvine when Stone Sour played with Disturbed and uh, Avenged and everybody and Hailstorm. And I was just like, Oh, you were there? I was there. Yeah. Were you? Oh, yeah. We were in the same area before we even met each other. Oh, dang. Small world. Yeah. Yeah. But not, like Stone Sour was just like, hmm. Like, and still some of their songs like hit like really good. But like this song, it's just like a really good. Like I have a playlist on Spotify called Angry Ish. Yeah, because some of the stuff's not really angry white man music, <laughs> as my wife likes to call it, but a lot of it is. And like that song, it just it's like a pump up song. And I also have a playlist on my on Spotify for like ring entrances from WWE, and that's on there too because it's just it's one of those songs that you know right. I, I can. It's good. It. Like I always liked um, "Left Behind" from Volume Three, Subliminal Verses. Yeah, see, I it's before my time, but good. Um, before your time, you're before my time. <laughs> but, no, but before I started listening to them, like you know, what I mean, like I say, you know, duality and stuff yeah. like that. That's well, it's from that album. Okay, yeah, but I uh, don't buy albums. That's like, it's oh, like what you're saying. It's okay, like, yeah, that makes sense. You're the so, you're the single guy, the, yeah, song single guy. guy. So like, yeah. I got so before before you were able to go buy CDs. When I was buying CDs, I'd be pissed because it's like there's two songs on an album that I just purchased for. 18, 20 bucks, then now I'm like, I don't want to listen to anything else but these two. It's like mm. buying an Atmosphere album. You know, you're going to get like three good songs out of 16. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was also yeah. like, you know, with cassettes, same thing. But it's like, now when Apple came out, like when iTunes came out, or... You can pick and choose. Like when LimeWire came out and you gave your oh computer herpes and waited such, three hours to download that one, two-minute song. Such memories with LimeWire. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's when I started like really get like appreciating music because it wasn't just like I have to listen like I have to force myself to listen to mm-hmm. this. It's like this is the song I want to listen to. I can listen to this song, pick this song. So it's your fault the music industry is shit now. Uh, I am not a millennial, sir. I know Sean Penn stole Napster from Seth Green while he was napping. Okay, get it, <laughs> Napster. You see, Italian job. Yeah, no. Okay, just making sure. No. Yeah. All right, I prevail. Do we, do we really need to go back to the whole I don't watch movies? <laughs> I've been watching more movies lately, actually. Yeah, I thought Disney Plus. I prevail. Okay, tell me about this song. What? What? what I, I like the band. I don't ever go out of my way to listen to them, but I do dig their stuff when it pops up on playlists. So I honestly can't remember what song from them I heard that made me start listening to. Oh, it was um, their cover of Blank Space. Okay. Blank, blank Page. Blank space. Blank space. That Blank space. I sent. Yes. 
Really? That's the that first got song you onto that them. got me onto them. And I wow. And ever since then, it's like I make sure like when when you when like, you look for them. I look for them. Like they're like my angriest playlist is probably sixty percent them. Really? I just because. Dude, their music so, so so weird that like I sent you like this yeah like hardcore cover of Taylor Swift's yeah, Blank Space. I love that cover so much. I love that cover. I downloaded it. And now it you on listen iTunes. to the band. So that's the thing. So what's funny is is like my angriest playlist does not have that song on it. It's only on my on iTunes. I purchased it and oh. then now I don't have it on there because I don't want it to be like Oh, that's cover like it's not a cover playlist. Like, but uh, it's like all of the like. Are you, of so songs. you're you're a purist with your playlist? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't like, really. Well, so okay. when I was making my mixed CDs and everything back with LimeWire, I would put. I used to put like hip hop, rap, rock, country, all of these different things, and just mix it up. And so, like all of them are called like Mix It Up Volume One, yeah, Volume yeah. Two, whatever. But Daniel's now it's like version one, right? So now it's like I, if I'm gonna do a playlist, I want it to be all kind of the same thing. So like on that playlist, I have Star Set, uh, Demons, the one that I've shared with you before. Yeah, uh, I've got I Prevail, um, Slipknot's on there now. Um, who else? There's it's just like, but yeah, I Prevail is like sixty percent of that playlist, and it's just nice. I like their music. Like if you listen to it, like if you look at the music video for that song it's amazing mm. and like scars their song by uh scars is amazing like that that Roach? no <laughs> my, like, get out of here this no, episode no, I, of topic hot cliffs is brought to you by monster energy drink <laughs> punching oh, holes through walls since 1997 <laughs> friends named kyle um no it's just i just like their because all of their songs like like we were talking about with um slipknot people don't listen to their lyrics I find myself listening to lyrics because I'll be at work doing something or if I want to walk. I like the music, but then every once in a while, like I can somehow it tunes out and I share the lyrics and a lot of their lyrics are about mental health. Yeah, they're you, about all sorts of things. Like the you video. You can hear his struggle in so there. So this music video is the one that I sent you. It's pretty deep. It's about a dude. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's someone's got a depression issue. And at the end of the music video, it's actually a like a note from their lead singer Brian. He's like, depression, mental illness is a constant battle, and I fight it every single day. Yeah, and I'm just like, and that's why I was like, holy shit, dude! Like, yeah, because if you hear it, like a lot of people with music, they're like, oh, it's just music. But there's also those other people that can re- take lyrics out of songs and relate it to their lives, and that's why it hits them so hard. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of their songs I listen to, like Scars, is amazing. Alone is a good song. Like they just have so many good songs that cover. Like hardcore screaming to lyrical, and it's just right. so good. Well, that's what a lot of screamo or metalcore is. It's like it's a struggle with either heartbreak or depression. Yeah, and that's and it's like yeah. just when it comes out, it's like because you know we all know people that struggle with you know mental illness with depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's just like like when you start listening to the songs or looking watching the music videos, you can see people that you can relate to what's going on in that video. Yeah, no, Excuse that's me. really cool. Was your next one? Uh, oh, it was uh, our last night. Wait, High no, hopes. was it was it the God only knows? No, that was, was our, no. Our last night was number three. God okay, number three. Our last night. High hopes cover of the Panic at the Disco song. I love their covers. Their covers are amazing, and that's all I know them for. Unfortunately, and it was because you and your brother shared their Who Let the Dogs Out cover on Facebook, oh, my gosh. and that's on. So like, I I follow their Spotify playlist of all their covers. Oh, okay. and they. 
if this was songs that I've discovered this year, it probably would have been all them because I've been I prevail and our last night because like their covers of just they cover the Jonas Brothers, they cover yeah. Britney Spears, they cover listen to they do some covers with a YouTube singer named Andy Casey. Okay. Oh my gosh, it is so good. Her voice men or melts, melts. blends so well with the the lead singer. Yeah, and but I, I like the covers. Like it's just I I appreciate the original songs for most stuff. They do them better. But I just love it because it's like it's a punk rock thing and it's like it's not punk, it's like punk pop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of their Nicktoon covers. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> Nicktoon goes metal. Mud. Yeah, it's so good. And then yeah. there's then they scream and stuff. Like they covered Old Town Road this year and it they covered um oh god, what's the song? Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles. Yeah. And we all know how much of the Beatles. Interesting. The singer and the guitarist are brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so Gwen likes watching Beat Bugs on Netflix and this basically all stories based off of Beatles songs. Yeah. And they did an Eleanor Rigby one. Hmm. And so I was listening to that and I'm like, Did you recognize that song? She goes, I know the calm version of that song, Daddy. <laughs> not not the scary one. I'm like, all right. And then she's like, This isn't Old Town Road. So I put that one on. That didn't go over very well either. Um You play Who Let the Dogs Out? Yeah. My mom started singing in the back seat, which was very awkward, so I had to change it. Good. Even the big Jim was like impressed by that song, and he's not impressed by anything. And it's so funny because we had our uh, our IT department made breakfast for everybody today. We yeah. usually do in December, but since we're not going to be there in December, uh, our my buddy that was playing was playing DJ put the original song on, and I'm like, I don't like this song anymore. I want, <laughs> I want the new one that I've well, found. Well, the Baja Men are in the yeah, cover. I know, but that's, that's why. Crazy. And then you can actually, and it's funny because I understand more of that song when Our Last Night sings it. Yeah, through the screaming, even like I understand that more than I do on the Baja Man original mm-hmm. version. Well, it's because you're white. Yeah, it's true. For you any music fans Afro out there, Caribbean. our last night, uh, their covers are good, but check out their other stuff too. Like their albums are actually really good too. Nice. Number two, we have God Only Knows, uh, Timbaland, and Echo Smith. Smith. Yeah, so I was I found out about Echo Smith because. Gwen and Crystal, my wife, they did, uh, there's a song called Cool Kids by Echo Smith. Yeah. And so when Gwen did her run for Apex run last year, I took pictures while I was there because I was able to take time off. And my wife put a slideshow together with that song on there. And I'm yeah. like, oh, listen to it. It's such a good song. They're such Dude, a good band. it's catchy as heck. It is so catchy. It's so catchy. And so with the Echo Smith version, the Timbaland remix, the King for King Country have always wanted to have a song remixed by Timbaland because everyone knows that Timbaland is the Oh, he's he's, he's got the, magic. He's the beat, he's the magic man. And so they realized that with God Only Knows, which is also talking about depression and suicidal thoughts and stuff like that, if you watch the original music video, they sent that to him and he remixed it and it's not that big of a change, but he added different bass hits in certain spots from the original. And then they got the lead singer of Echo Smith, and her voice is just amazing. She's so awesome. Um, their drummer got in a little bit of trouble earlier this year for sliding into someone's teen daughter's DMs, and he quickly Ooh. apologized. He's like, I didn't know she was oh, that dang. old. Like, no, he backtracked. And Interesting. Whoever, because the person was a famous person's daughter. So it was a famous person's daughter. I don't remember who it was. And he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it, you know. And yeah. he, like, he totally backtracked and everything. Everyone's like, more power to him for, you know, I, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I didn't realize how I should have figured that out before I slid into the DMs. Yeah. 
Um, so they liked her. Uh, Freaking country liked her voice for it. Her voice is amazing. It's so good. And so the music video for that song, the Freaking country was playing out in Ontario, California, and mm. Echo Smith is from out here. Yeah. And so the music video is actually filmed while they performed that song for the very first time in front of people with that version of it. Oh, nice. And so, which sucks because I wanted to go to that, but I was up in Oregon for graduation. Oh, so it was, I had planned on going to that concert and I was like, damn it, I missed it. Uh, like for King Country also remixed it with Dolly Parton. Mm. So they, that's like their song that they're taking to different genres now. Yeah, and they're like, doing the collabs. And yeah, and so Dolly Parton's one was at, I think the CMAs, Country Music Awards. Oh, okay. They, that's cool. Did that they were there for that too because they're from Nashville. Oh, I saw a video of that. Yeah. So, and like the music video for that one is a completely different take from the music video and the style that they did for the Echo Smith one. But I just like that version and like Gwen loves that song because it's got Echo Smith in it. And so she's like she knows the words to it like, and she just loves it. She asked me for it once while. Daddy, can you listen to that God only knows song? I'm like, yeah. Cool. It's a good song. It's catchy. They play it on the radio like a lot. Yeah. So they originally on like Air One, they used to just play the original version all the time, and all of a sudden now they switched to the Timbaland remix, which yeah. is hilarious to me because good. now you're getting people throwing the Timbaland. It was like one of our old episodes that we talked about, where it was like where the he cover, remixes everything. Where, yeah, where there's like a remix, or it's like, oh, that's not the original version. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, you know, it's original. No, it's not. The original version's this, but you're yeah. so used to now it being on the radio that you think that's the original. Yeah. Okay, number one, we got Andy Minio. His Work in Progress album. So the story behind that album was he had a bunch of unreleased LPs mm-hmm. and EPs, like just songs that he was working on. Yeah, they just didn't make the cut. And they just make the cut, and so his manager was trying to get him to release them. And so he actually, oh, his manager actually took over Andy's Instagram and social media and was like, hey, everybody, if you want Andy to release some unreleased music, start sharing, retweeting, which is obviously probably just a social media... Thing, yeah, it's but, just like a social media plug thing. But it yeah. worked. Um, he did a podcast for every like every weekend oh, for nice. that, uh, explaining different parts of the album. Um, Tripoli did something kind of the same. When Tripoli would release a couple of his albums, he wrote books for them. So they coincided with the things. Oh, nice. But on the Work in Progress album, and they actually clip in his some of the stuff from the, from the podcast from the podcasts. Nice. And to hear the reasoning behind this song or that song. And Andy Minio is a, So it's almost like a side by side commentary. Yeah, it's like a behind the it. scenes, this is why. Um he remixes a couple of his other songs from Arrow, uh his EP's Arrow and um The Sword. But he's so big into mental health and self care stuff like that you know and so like and he talks about it like he openly talks about his mental his frustrations yeah. his mental illness uh the depression he got when his mom passed away um mm-hmm. just stuff like that and for you know and you hear the stories behind these songs yeah that deal with the mental you know the anxiety the depression like he talks about one where he's was walking along a park and he just had a anxious moment like a manic moment to where he's like all these people are going to die and this park will still be here. This park was here before all of us. So there's people that died before the and like and he just had a freak out moment internally. Yeah. And he called his boss, his manager, and talked it out with him. So he talks about that on the album. And then you hear the song, and it's just like You got a better connection. You got a with connection with it, and it just hits you. And it's like 
he's been a very big proponent recently of you know mental health issues and mental mm-hmm. awareness. Like his song "I Ain't Done" from his uh, Arrow album it talks yeah. about he was ready to quit because he was just tired yeah. and talks about how you know he broke down crying one day and realized it's his body's way of dealing with all the emotions he's fighting yep and it's just so such a breath of fresh air yeah honesty and everything so uh we uh what are we going to next there mr patterson mr patterson are you up next sir it looks like he's up yes sorry yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Move on to uh, Josh's. This is a uh, Your Revered or Reviled host top albums of the year. And here we go. They told me not to trust Artist Corey Wells' song Wildfire from the album The Way We Are. From the album, Something what's passing prologue? Safety first from the album All Hail. Artist Jimmy World Song. Awesome. 
Day from the album Surviving. Commonwealth song Fear from the album Everyone Around Me. How are you guys feeling about those top five? Um, my head was ba- was bobbing. Yeah, um, weaving, bobbing and weaving. I think the first, your number five, kind of reminds me of a little bit of a dashboard confessionals type sound. The um, my, uh, consulting the list. Oh, uh, Corey Wells. Yeah, yeah. So what I what I like about Corey Wells? So I originally I found him probably a year and a half ago when his EP came out. Okay. And he was the so he actually screams in acoustic songs. Really, and I've never heard anyone pull that off, ever. Okay. Until I listened to him. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, and so like a lot of people like they don't do songs. There are a lot like music in general. Like every album has a song about heartbreak on it. Yeah. yeah. Every song that Corey Wells writes is about heartbreak, mm-hmm. and he sings about it so well. So he's like he's like the the male Adele. He's like the male Adele, but instead yeah. of like raising his voice those high pitches she does, he screams, hmm. and it sounds so freaking good. And it's like pure, I guess it's pure, yeah. And like because he records these songs from his ha- from his home, and you nice. feel you feel the emotion when it's on an acoustic and he's screaming like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can so see it, that. I mean, he, it was a good song. Right. Yeah. And he's just like he's a regular dude, so he doesn't have like the backing of like record companies and all these like production stuff. He just he does his own thing. Okay. And there's something that's always impressed me about that, you know, and like his album is not all like a lot of it has like some poppy sounding things on it, but it's still him. Like he's not afraid to just be who he is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what always that's what has always impressed me about him is because I f- I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like heartbreak is a topic that does not get talked about a lot. Right. Because there's all these rules for, it, for so dating, for breakups. It, it does. 
but do you never... not remember the 2000s emo? But no, but scene? so like serious, so like the emo scene, yeah. But that was, but like the breakup songs are all of. It's gonna sound bad, but fuck it. Is all the female side of it? It's not. Yeah. The man's everyone thinks oh the man's being a dick. The man doesn't have you know emotions coming off of you know National Men's Day or like Men's Health Day or whatever mm-hmm. mental health. No one, everyone assumes that oh the guy's fine after everything when. When you listen to him now, you can understand. No, it's not okay. There not, is yeah, yeah. a There's guy does have a side of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and like I, I don't like the idea that there are all these different rules for breaking up with people. Like you can only mourn them for so many days, or how whatever it is. Like I didn't know that about these rules. So it's basically it's kind of the same thing as the seven steps of grief. Mm, the, gotcha. The one rule for a breakup is you'll grieve basically for half the time you're together. So if you're together for five years, two and a half years is all you're allowed to mourn it, mourn that loss. Or if you're okay. together for three months, you can only do it for a month and a half. Like, there's yeah. this is your, no, you can't. It's not like, okay. bullshit. Yeah. I learned about this from Out Cold, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like, everyone's talked about that. It's just like, okay, why, well, how are you going to limit someone's hurt? I don't like these social constraints. I know, shit. It's, it's annoying. Social constructs. Yeah. All right, number four, I got free throw. One of my favorite things about this is that half of the songs on the album are named after Pokemon attacks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you see the name of that one was Tail Whip Struggle? Yeah, I yes. saw that. Yeah, they have a one song is uh, called Cerulean City. <laughs> God. Love it. But no, they have okay, a... I, um, li- I feel like I need to listen right? to this album. More <laughs> they they more have now. a song on the end of this album. You know, it's, it wasn't just that song that I like. There's a song. The last song on the album has a is line Is it called says, uh, I Choose You, Pikachu? No, it's called Cerulean City. Oh, okay. um, but it goes... He has it's this line: "Perform dig, and it was not effective." A, a lot of his his stuff is about um, depression and anxiety. The stuff he writes about, yeah. And he has this song on the last the last song on the album goes, um, "This house doesn't have to be haunted anymore." So it's about him like throwing out his own ghosts, like nice. uh, opening the window and letting all the the shit that's been haunting him for so long, letting it just go. Mm. And like I know that's easier said than done, but like what I love about it, since that's the last song on the album. All the other songs build up to that moment. Like so you, yeah, you hear about his anxiety and his depression, how it affects him. He talks about like uh, lying in bed and drinking all day because he doesn't want to socialize with people. And then you get to this last song where he's like, "It's time to just let all this go. All the stuff I've been talking to you about, all this, all these things have been haunting me. It's time for me to just open the window and just let it go. I'm done with it." Mm. And that is, it impresses me because a lot of people, even in music, will not be that honest. And it goes back to everyone, you know, all these posts you see. I'd rather you guys talk to me than do this or that. But every time a guy comes out and says, I'm feeling this way, this way, this way. Oh, you're just not strong just enough. Just suck you're it up, man. Yeah, we're man un- up, bitch. Yeah, yeah, we're uncomfortable with other people's emotions. And so, like, I think that's why, like, those types of songs or albums, like, you know, back from my stuff, your stuff. And I'm guessing we'll have something from the meme master over here. It resonates with us, like yeah. because it's like you know you're not a macho man if you just go out there and be strong. You can have feelings and still be a fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. But I think that says more about us three as people in general because I mean we've all I don't know if we've discussed this o- very openly on air, but we all struggle with these kinds of things in oh, our absolutely. personal lives. Yeah. So it's like yeah. when when we hear this stuff. It it really strikes a chord because yeah. it's like 
I know exactly what you're talking right. about. And I know exactly that feeling exactly. and that emotion that you're. And going I would admire right people for being able to talk about it and finding and an it, outlet to get it out that way. Like yeah. I could never like write a song about it, or I could never paint a picture or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's just like, but it but allows I, you to to feel like you can let go of some of that anxiety because you're like, this is exactly how I am, and then and you. you can, Use the song as a vehicle too. Yeah. And when you're in the car by yourself, you're screaming it at the top of your lungs because you feel like you're like, mm-hmm. finally, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a release. I'm able to release it. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's always helped me to know that like, you know, I, I write about this in, in my blog. Like it helps to know that I'm not alone. I'm yep. not the only mm-hmm. person that feels these things. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Number three. How are you guys feeling about Norma Jean these days? I have Dude, no, I never even heard when, of them. when you when <laughs> you, you told us uh, what this was, or that you said you had Norma Jean, I'm like, they're still around. I didn't even know they were freaking still around. That's gonna come up to my number two of your list. So carry on. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the last album I listened to was Redeemer. I think of theirs. It was the one with the crow pecking at the lady's head. Really, on the one with the blueprints for future homes. Mm-hmm. So they had an album after that that soared to the top of the Billboard charts called Maradonal. I didn't hear. And it was one. basically he was he. It was a an album about the book of Genesis. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah, it's really good. Hold on, can we back up here and talk about Norma Jean? Because I don't know who Norma Jean. So is. Norma Jean is a metalcore band. They are they're Christian. Okay. So they were at the center of the. the there's a Christ. They call them Christcore. Okay. So it's like Under Oath, Norma oh, Jean. Oh right, we, yeah. we've done. We've talked yep. to Under Oath before. Yeah. yeah. Check some. Back. So Norma Jean was like at the center of that movement. They had like blueprints for future homes, and they you know they're talking about sin and stuff like that in that album. And so they, they've done collaborations over the years. A lot of people, they did a uh, song with Cobe uh, Reaver from Seosin, song okay. with Chino Marino from Deftones. They've done songs with um, Anthony Green from Circus Survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last, oh, so they Survive. did, they had Meridonial, then they had, um, I forget what the album was called after that. Then they had one called like Bipolar, where a lot of the songs were about facing depression. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, All Hail came out. I kind of snuck out there, but this was the first album that did not make the Billboard charts. And really? it sold significantly less than uh, all their other albums. But this is because if you listen to the lyrics, they call out the church for a lot of things. And I think a lot of people were not okay with that. Oh, interesting. And it's not it's not saying that, like, oh, I hate God. It's calling out the uh, practices Hypocrisy. of organized religion. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, even in that song, like, you hear the lyrics to uh, him talking about how he wants to burn this bridge down because he doesn't want to cross it anymore. And he's talking about, like, dealing with uh, the politics of church. Interesting. Hmm. So a lot of people got. I feel. I feel like you. You can kind of relate with that. Oh, I can. Yeah, awesome. and that's why I like this album resonates with me so <laughs> well. But I know that no, a lot of people say that, you know, Norma Jean's like between the buried and me. All the it's just noise. But like, if you listen to the noise, you really listen to what he's saying in that noise. You get like this very beautiful message there. And that's yeah. what I like about a lot of like screamo stuff that I'm like that I'm into. Everyone's like, how can you? Why do you listen to this? All you're hearing is screaming. When you literally just like stay, take a step back and just listen to mm-hmm. it, put the music aside. It requires you to focus. Yeah, most people don't want to focus. Exactly. So like, like if I'm on a walk, I'd rather listening to screaming music because you walk faster. I've got I walk faster, but there's <laughs> but, but you know, there's nothing else to focus on except for what's in my ears. Yeah, and so and you, you have to st- focus. And then you on start it. focusing on the message, and you're like, oh shoot, I didn't realize that that was oh like yeah because if you're in the car and you're driving. You're listening to the angry white man music. 
you're just going to drive like an asshole. Because mm-hmm. if you listen, if you truly listen to the message that is embedded within the noise, you get something that if hit, if it hits you at the right moment, at the right time, on the right day, it could change your life. Yeah. Oh, it's profound. 100%. Yeah. Right. That's all That's all music think, for me. Like, yeah, I think that's what music's supposed to be. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing is it was supposed to be, but most people now, like a lot of newer artists are just trying to make money and yeah well there's a formula I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call out mm-hmm. mumble rappers because I can't understand what they're saying but you know it's like oh if I got a sick beat I'm good hey skittle teeth hey I'm gonna write it on my friends so I don't get thrown in jail hey oh jeez wow the memes oh god those were so good next number two Okay, number two, I got. This is my most generic band on the list, Jimmy Eat World. Okay, their new album, so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, back to what Mr. Brett Cruz over here said was that he didn't know Norma Jean was still a thing. I didn't know Jimmy Eat World was still a thing. I didn't know either. And I, as a sidetrack, real quick, did you realize that Puddle of Mud released a new album in September of this year? No, did they? Uh yeah. I uh, know that their lead research- singer got drunk one night and he started yelling at people in the audience so people yes like booed him off the stage yeah so when i was doing the research to make sure the songs that i was putting on my list were from this year i was like what what they're still a thing but yeah. that's, you know that's limp, my thing with- limp biscuit discovered them yes i know yeah. and stained and stained yeah crazy so, shout out aaron lewis yeah. i know i'm on he the also got- King but and- jimmy world Jimmy, well, so the one thing that I noticed about that song that you that you put on your list, the one thing that you can say about Jimmy World is they never changed their sound. In they the, sounded exactly the same like when I listened to In the Middle. Yeah. And that's about as far as it for, goes. For a band, like, so their first album came out in uh, the tail end of the 90s. It's like mm-hmm. 1998, 1999. I mean, and, you know, bands change. Thrice, for example, they have evolved so much over the years. They went from being punk to screamo so to no. folk to just alternative. I, and on that, I like to counterpoint with Muse. Muse. Everyone got pissed off that Muse. Oh, they're changing the sound. No, they're on that. In their case, for their people, their platform, they're smart doing it that way. Yeah. Like if you so Panic at the Disco. If you look at their album, all their albums, the way that they evolve. Like there's one album. I'm like I don't know why I don't like this. It's literally like the style of the Beatles. That's why I hate that album. Yeah. And that you can see it. And then when people like when they do their evolutions, it's like, yeah, it sucks. But then you get the people like Jimmy Eat World who know their sound and stick to it. No. Good. But it's like you can appreciate it. Yeah. But I also appreciate Muse for changing who, to who keep can to stay relevant. I feel I mean who can change when give, they need give to. me your opinion on this. I feel that that bands that came out in the late nineties and early two thousands there's not any like proper path of changing for them. So sometimes it's better for them to just stay the same as they've always been. So counter to that is Avril Lavigne. Mm-hmm. She came out with a new album this this year. Um, one of her songs is Head Above Water. And it's literally what most people are like, oh, she's going Christian, blah, blah, blah. Her other songs are not. Yeah. But this one is basically, it's like she's calling out to God. Well, so it's, it's about like, her fight with with. Can- cancer with all Lyme of her disease. struggles, Lyme disease, yeah, Lyme disease, yeah, and so it's like she had like she could still do hey, you know, skater boy and all this stuff, but <laughs> she's decided to switch it up. So she's the only person that's my phone. So she's like one of those people that kind of had to change it because 
no one's going to want to hear about a skateboard. Well, that was a moment in time. Right. And so it's kind of like you're right. There isn't really an avenue for people that came out of that time, like Fountains of Wayne. What happened to them? Yeah. Um, Some 41. They disappeared for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's certain well, bands that couldn't on that note, hang on to it. Third Eye Blind had a, an album come out the same day, and they tried to adapt to the modern electronica. Ooh. album was the worst piece of crap I have ever listened to. And, like, <laughs> I appreciate the effort that goes into making creative things, but yeah. this was, like, if I put more keyboard in here and say fuck 30 times within a, a <laughs> song, I'm going to sell a, a ton of records. Formula it's, bust. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, know your lane and stay in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, you know, that it really did sound like Jimmy wrote. I'm like, all right. I like it though. It just, it makes me feel It good. takes me back. It's the first too. album yeah. I've listened to. Like a lot of, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of the albums I listen to, I listen to for lyrical content, you yeah. know, because it's an introspective. With Jimmy Eat World, is the first album in a long time I've been able to truly turn on and just be able to, like, feel good while I'm listening to it. You're not trying to be all intellectual and heady and no. listening. You're just I like, just need some, this feels good. I need some noise, and I need to, like, smile on my way home from work, you know? <laughs> nice. That's what that was. All right, number one. Okay, I got Commonwealth, and the album's called Everyone Around Me. Okay, so I... I worked at Best Buy with a guitarist from this band. Um, he was he played for Chad at his Hyperschmidt concert in um, Never went to uh, Chain Chain, Chain Reaction, Reaction in Anaheim. Yeah, but anyways, like he so like uh, he sent me a link to his new music. Brett Brett Chiotos is his name, and he sent me a link Shout to his out. new music. And like I Commonwealth, this band is so good. I've heard that name before. So their lead singer, like he sings about, he, it's like Commonwealth of Great Britain is what you. <laughs> no, sir. The the first single they put out was about how like he never this lead singer never met his dad and and things like that and like how like he felt like he would have been better off if he didn't think his dad existed, which was really really sad. But like uh, the song that we played, Fear, was about him checking into rehab. Mm. You know, and he's had that line that said, "Everyone around me knows." Um, or he's talking about, like, I pray to a God that was never mine. And, you know, they have that whole thing where, like, their whole, with rehab, the formula is you replace drugs with God, things like that. But, like, yeah. he he hits a lot of things that a lot of people don't want to think about or talk about. And it always, like, strikes a really deep chord with me because, you know, I, I don't struggle from addiction issues, but I have a lot of things that are on my mind that I think about and want to talk about, but I can't because people frown upon me for saying things like that, mm -hmm. you know, especially relating to religion. Yep. And so I don't have a podcast. Yeah. And that's, that's why we're we here for podcast, but there's <laughs> the only podcast on the interwebs, yeah. but this was the first time I've listened to an album from start to finish. And cause you guys know, I, I can't just listen to songs. I need to listen to the no, whole story. You're, you're an album guy. Yeah. You're a story. Right. And so like, I listen to this whole album and I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, every song strikes a chord with me. Like, I can feel it. Yeah. Even if I can't relate to it, I can feel it. But then when a song it's does come a, on... It's got some empathy. You feel yeah. that emotion. Has a song on there where he's talking about his daughter. He's singing to his daughter and he's talking about like... He goes, I'm happy, just tired. And then he says, uh, you know, uh, he sings to his daughter saying that like, um, you know, be happy, be silly because the world is going to be a tough place when you're uninspired by me. Because he's send basically... That, send that title to me so I can listen to that because, yeah, I struggle with that one. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, 
That's you know, and like that song's gonna that'll probably make me cry. No, it's you. That'll it hit feels. me. That'll hit me right in that that soft spot of the heart. Nice. But it's like you just describing it. it's it's true. It's like I could have be having a really shit day at work, and it's like I song called you, Happy. You okay. you hear a, you hear a song, and you're just like, I'm good. Yeah, and it's or. Like, all right, so I'm, I'm not as I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Yeah, so one day at work earlier this year, probably like I was just having a really bad day. Like I just didn't want to be at work, didn't want to talk to nobody. And no, it was a couple years ago. And all of a sudden, it's a freaking Katy Perry song, <laughs> and it hits me. And because I can picture Gwen watching it on Sing, and it's just like, mm-hmm. and like I want to cry, but it was like instead of that, a huge smile came on my face. I was like. It was it was uh, Roar by Katy Perry. Yeah. And I was just like, I feel that. You know, and it's like. Okay. So he goes, here's the lyrics. He says, I left our house that day with nothing left to say. I'm happy, just tired. I can't sleep anymore. I swear to God, I'll stay. You told me it'd be okay. We can't tell the difference these days. They all run together. I held you in my arms and cried as I thought to myself. I said, I held you in my arms and cried as I thought to myself. Little girl, wipe those tears off your face. Keep smiling, but understand the world is a bitter place. Learn to laugh at yourself and be who you want to be. It's much harder to live your life uninspired by me. Jesus. So like, he's talking about like when he's not here anymore, what's his daughter going to do? How is she going uh, to live, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that oof. feels... God bless Yeah, it, honestly, like this album, if you guys get a chance, it is absolutely beautiful. L- give it a listen. What's the title of the album again? Uh, Everyone Around Me. Okay. They have one CD, and it's uh, by Common- Commonwealth. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that, just you describing that, like, because I've been having, like, you know, with work and stuff like that, it's been rough. So yeah. it's like, like, I'll pick Gwen up dead, are you mad? I'm like, no, I'm just really tired. Like, and I can't yeah. explain to you why I'm tired, but. Just because she's. She, she couldn't comprehend it even if you tried. No, the problem is, is she comprehends it. Like, I, uh, like with the whole move from work, like with work moving. Yeah. The stress I had of I need to find a job by December sixth. Yeah. Is was so great that I didn't want her, and she's she'll understand it. I don't want her to realize. Like, I didn't want her to have to deal with that stress. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, I know in my head that I've got to find a job so I can keep crap together. Yet I gotta go pick up my child and act like nothing's wrong. Gotcha. And there's it's times hard. where and there's times where I can't. Like yeah. I physically have mentally have put up with so much at work that it's like You're spent and you're done. I, I can't. I just wanna go sleep. Like oh, I wanna go sleep. Same. And yep. so for her daddy, are you mad? No, nah, baby girl, I'm just really tired. Okay, maybe we should go to bed early tonight or we should start I'm like you're like, yes, you so don't. So but the worst part is like you go to go to sleep and you can't. Because then well, everything from well, that, work starts taking running off in your head. That's all the anxiety and well, exactly, and so it's yeah. like I'm. It's like I don't want to put it on her. Like she shouldn't have to be the one to make me happy, but she makes me happy. Yep. Like she makes me want to just leave work at work. And before, when I worked in Torrance, I could leave work at work because it was an hour drive home, yeah. and I could just drop it. Yeah. Now I'm 15 minutes. That's not mm-hmm. enough time for me to drop the bullshit from work. Yeah. When I pick her up, and then like if something goes like she did something wrong that day. I take it out on her. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, I, and then I'm like, and I feel like an asshole. And I yep. go to her, look, I'm sorry. And like, I'll apologize to her. Like, I shouldn't have counteracted your attitude with my attitude, or I maybe handled this wrong, or whatever. Yeah. So that whole thought process of that song, 
you know, and, you know, going back to like the, all of the music that just hits you at a certain spot, like hurt, hits you where you're at. It's like, yeah. Like Josh said, holy shit, someone feels the same way I do. Yeah. Because people are too afraid to talk about what's going on in because they don't want to feel like an outcast or like a burden on somebody. Exactly. Yeah. No. And like, I love that, that music takes us to those places. Yeah. And, um, you know, going into this year, it's, uh, it's really interesting that last year I wasn't prepared for the albums or the songs. I was just kind of like, Oh, I listened to this one song that I found yeah. this year, you know, whatever. And it's like this year I was like, I was looking forward to it. And like after last year, like I started writing down like the albums that I listened to and the albums that are going to come out and whatever. And, and just like the anticipation of listening to all these different things. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll have to re- make sure I remind Josh to put a list of all the, uh, albums and songs and artists so anybody that's listening to it can just can check it out can make a spotify list or whatever or something you can try and do is like put a put a list together on spotify and then that we can all like subscribe to or we can follow or whatever yeah. and then we can just take songs from it. last year and this year and just keep adding on to them put them together yeah no i agree yep, yep, yep. like we were talking about while well, you stepped out for a second it's just the anxiety and like that goes back to like when I was talking about like Andy Minio, like it, when you just, for some reason you just start crying, like or mm-hmm. you're just tired and you just want to sleep. It's because you're fighting all these different emotions and thoughts that are running through you, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can't let them all out at once because then that's gonna be one hell of a freaking explosion, yeah. Because it's like okay, which one, which one emotion am I allowed to release right this second? At the end of the day, like so they say, at the beginning of the day, you're the most yourself, right? You're you've just woke up, you're rested you feel the most like yourself than you will ever at any point in the day. Mm-hmm. Until the, you look at your cell phone. Yeah, until you look at your phone. Right. At the end of the day, you are exhausted. You've been looking at your phone all day. You've been working all day. You've been dealing with people all day, and you are completely irrational. You feel uh, you're more likely to do things that you wouldn't normally do, but you are not 100% you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I agree with that because you've had to be someone so long that, yeah, yeah I get it. You yep, just, yep. you are, you're fighting for survival. You are fighting to get back into bed. Yep. Yep. All right. Meme Lord, you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. We got Brett Cruz, top five. Like that countdown? It's all right. <laughs> Number one, artist, tool, song, fear, inoculum from the album, fear, inoculum.
number two. Artist Toro E. Moy, song Ordinary Pleasure, album Outer Peace. song Artemis from the album Artemis. Help Me Stranger from the album Help Me Stranger. Album number one, artist, bring me the horizon, song, medicine, from the album, Ammo. Of 
Okay. All right. I want to get that... to bring me the horizon most of all. But yeah. Let's start the <laughs> I agree. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound like it to me. Okay. Fear Inoculum. I was talking to Daniel about this album before you got here. Yeah. I like it, but I I don't like it. Like I I was uh, I feel it's like very, this it, is a tool one, it's right? It's tool. Yeah. Okay. It you is know, tool. I haven't listened and, to it. And yet, if, but it's a lot it, softer. It's a softer, but soft if you're Daniel's giggling, everyone. <laughs> I've actually missed bit. this. I've missed having to stop every five <laughs> seconds to laugh at Daniel's innuendos. In your endo. But this was it was kind of a softer tool. <laughs> I didn't do go, it. Go on. <laughs> Please. Um damn, now I'm thinking about it you're, you're gonna forget laugh. Thinking about tools. Uh thinking about tools. Um if if you're a fan of of Tool and their music, you'll you'll recognize it. It's a very like you're listening to it and you're like, this is a tool. Kind yeah. of along the lines of your well, you, Jimmy, Jimmy World yeah. and stuff like that. that. Okay. Like, you listen like, to Tool, you think sober, you think ten thousand days, you schism. think uh, schism. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite as as heavy as those songs and those albums, but it's still them. And I've listened to a number of interviews with Maynard. Um, Maynard, Keenan. Yeah. And he's gone through some transformation stuff. He has. And and the fact that they even made another album is an insane thing in and of itself. That okay, so that's what I was talking to Daniel about. Like he has three bands, right? He's got Perfect Pusa- Circle, Pucifer, Perfect Circle, and Tool. Yep. And I don't think that Tool ever meant to make another album after Ten Thousand Days. Nope. I think He's that pretty much kind of said as much. The as well. the fan like the clamoring for more Tool is what got them to make a new album. The album was good, but it was not my favorite. No. But he still keeps Perfect Circle and Pucifer updated daily because I feel like he's more passionate about those things than he is about Tool. Yeah. And and in his interviews and stuff that, that you listen to him talk about Tool is that the members of that band are very, very much individuals. Right. So for them, it's very difficult for them to get together and agree on stuff yeah. to make an album, which... You need to have happen to make a, a oh, decent of album. course, yeah. And they're all they're all very creative in their own mind, yeah. So you know, there's a lot of um, chiefs in that tribe, yeah. And so for them to even make another album is an insane Whoa. endeavor of itself. Yeah, it, it took it took how, how long has it been? Ten you know? years, eleven years, 11 yeah, years. yeah. So the thing is that I've always wondered is like with all these lead singers that will say that have all these different bands like Postal Service and Dashboard Confessionals. Or yeah. Wait, what's the other one? A Postal Service? Oh, he's Dashboard. the lead singer he's from Dashboard. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Same we'll guy. never put that together. And so like and it's also like the Verve and Gorillas. Yep. So, uh, so kinda Slipknot, like that. Stone Sour. Yeah. So it's yeah. like with so like it seems like with with Maynard, it's like, okay, I can keep Perfect Circle this way. Mm-hmm. I can keep Christopher this way. But it's like when you have certain members of a band, your creative differences or your creative angle that you want to go with as the lead singer, as the head person, the face yeah. of the, we'll say of the band, the face of the band, yeah, has to be controlled by everyone else. But when you're with Perfect Circle, it's like, here's Perfect Circle. It's nothing like Tool. Yeah. I can be my own person in this direction with it. Yeah. Same thing with like, granted, you know, with dashboard and and uh, postal service, they're kind of the same, but they're not because yeah. you've got 
There's dashboard. Some very, very big similarities. Yeah. yeah. But there's still that differentiating factor that you know, oh, that's that one, with, or that's that one. With yeah, all, with, with, even with all bands, like yeah. if you look between Tool and Perfect Circle, his voice is the same because that's Maynard. You know that's the lead yeah. singer. Mm-hmm. But the stylistics of the different bands that he has, you can tell they change. Yeah. But it's almost like with Tool, it's like, I have to try and stick to this thing because these guys in this band want to only play this. That's their style. It's like what you guys are saying when you guys want to start a band. Oh, I only know how to play Smoke on the Water. Yeah. Well, I only know how to play, you know, the I intro know play, to, yeah. to Metallica and Sandman. I play Walk by Pantera. Right. That's the, so it's like, they're all in there. This is what I want to play. But when he goes to these other bands, it's, I can do this. We can all agree on this. I, yeah. I think with Pucifer, like he with Pucifer, he writes his own music. That's him. Yeah. First time I ever heard them in Underworld Evolution. Yeah. It's actually a pretty decent movie. Yeah. Decent soundtrack. Uh, with Perfect Circle, he's just teaming up with uh, people from Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. And then I, it's just he's right for Pucifer and Perfect Circle. He's just writing songs. Yep. With Tool, these guys are so creative. They have to write operas. Yep. Right, yeah. And I think that's why a Tool album takes so long to make, and that's why nobody wants to make one. And, and I think it's also like, like with similar along the lines of like Queen. Yeah. You know, like it was Queen made songs, or made an album for a rock opera. Mm-hmm. And it's... It, well, Dream Theater too is another yeah. and Yeah. And I think Tool is like that as well. It's like, it, it's, it's telling... They purposely make sure that their albums tell a story, mm-hmm. that it tells a tale. That, and then with the band, it's a it's a collective thing. Like it's not one person that kind of dominates. It's right. everybody's like pitching in. No, this is going to be democracy. <clears throat> We're all going to come mm-hmm. to an agreement on whatever the direction is, whatever this song is going to be. That's we're what, we're all gonna become right. unanimous in agreement. Or I feel like sometimes in other bands, it's like, "Hey, Josh, like, you'll you like, I'll I'll, I'll acquiesce to like whatever for for your song, but I need you to kind of help me in what I want to do for this song." Yeah. And so I feel like Tools albums, cover Every, to cover, are very very good. Everyone has to be on the same page, and I I think that's what leads to the album being a masterpiece as you know a complete thing. But I also understand why he wouldn't want to do it and why something like a new Tool album would take years to make. Because they've been discussing this for, what, six or seven years now. Yeah. I understand why that would take so much time to put together. Yeah. Because it takes, you know, an entire band to agree, like, yeah. okay, on, on this, the is, this, of this it. is uh-huh. the direction. Okay. Yep. Now we got to start to execute. And then it's like, okay, now we have to execute. And now we got to edit and. Yeah. Does this fulfill what our original vision yeah, is? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. the layout. Okay, well, we did this song, but it does. It'll lead into this song better, or it won't. And then, yeah, or we need my song. I don't want I don't want my song to be the last song mm-hmm. on the album. A lot of cooks know. in the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, Toro Imoy. All right. Yeah, that was something I was actually going to ask you about. I've never heard them before. It's it's a one guy. Okay. Um, he's electronic artist. I heard him a number of years ago. Um, he's actually a very talented guy. It's more electronic, and I was gonna say, kind of on the outset, my music selections are quite eclectic and well, all I mean, over the board. Well, I was going to do that with mine, but I was like, you know what? Let me. At least They're all stick over the board. It. The only person you use that I had not heard of was Toro Imoy. 
Yeah. So he's done a number of, he's got a lot of like side projects. He's one of those just creative artists. Yeah. So he's done, he mainly releases under Toro Imoi, which is this kind of sound, but he's, he's got, he calls himself Le Sins, Plum, Chaz Bear. Like he's got a lot of different. Chaz Bear. He does a lot of, it's chill wave, synth pop psychedelic rock and like house is like the genres that he does and this is just kind of like there's not usually a whole lot of lyrics to it it's just kind of one of those it's got b and melody and it kind of makes you feel good and it gets you it just gets you tapping your foot bobbing your head and just enjoying the day checking out that melody yeah yes yeah and and i saw him actually saw him live at fyf a number of years ago and it was amazing just like because kind of this this kind of music and like the synth wave and you know chill kind of hop kind of stuff is everybody kind of gets the vibe yeah. in the room and then everyone's just kind of you know bobbing and weaving feel and feeling music, it yeah. and then it's all of a sudden you feel that everybody else is all in on sync, the same page yeah and you're just like Dude, I feel this immense sense of peace and yeah. relaxation, mm-hmm. and and it's amazing. Yeah. And that's why I love I love when when I listen to his stuff. And then I heard he had a new album this year. Check and so as soon as it came out, I was like, "Dug it, click, got it." Listen, Apple Music, man. Yeah, Spotify, Spotify. <clears throat> Get out of here with this. Okay, Apple so music. next album we got Lindsay Sterling, Artemis. God, One, I love her. Love the car, the cover art. Reminds me of Ghost Ghost in the Shell. I I, fig- I figured you like it. She's. God. She touches the, on the the anime genre pretty well. Um, I was really expecting Denial to say she can touch me anytime. She's pretty hot. <laughs> she, she, she she's also of the uh, Mormon faith. If you didn't know, oh nice. So, so how did you find out about her? Uh, this is interesting to me. She, she did a song with Hailstorm a while ago. That's that, I think how I got. That's it. So okay. I I actually listened to her first album i don't know how i i stumbled onto her but it was after her america's America's got talent Talent. okay um youtube it was crystallized yep like somehow it it got suggested into my you know you might enjoy this because i was it was like um pentatonics and like other stuff like that and it was like oh you may like this artist and it was like Lindsay sterling i'm like oh this is interesting i'm listening to it and it's it's like EDM music, which I was kind of really into mm-hmm. at the time, a few a number of years ago. Yeah. But she's playing the violin. Yeah. And and it's her. Yeah. yeah. Playing the violin with EDM beats and, and melody drops. and drops and everything. And I'm like, this is freaking awesome. And so right. every time she's had an album, I bought it. So I know you guys are surprised that there's no Lecrae on my list. That's how I found about Lindsay Sterling. She did a song with Lecrae and Rivers Cuomo. Oh, interesting. And so I listened to it. I'm like, okay, let me look into her. And then I saw, then I heard Crystallize. And mm-hmm. then I heard Shatter Me with Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. And first off, Lizzie Hale is a freaking smoke show. Her voice, everything about her. When, Super I, saw, good. when I saw her play at that Uproar Festival, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I love you. And then <laughs> when they did a song together, and like, then she did a song with Pentatonics. She's done songs with so many different people on so many different genres. Very diverse. She's very diverse. And like some of the movements that she does when she's playing that violin and still going, 
is like, how in the hell can you contort your body that way? I've, I've yeah. seen her. I've seen her twice in concert. Oh my god! You and look. she's playing it live. Yeah. And she's doing like her choreography and dance, and you're like, I would have tons of trouble just trying to play violin correctly. Yeah. And then she's doing Seen like hip hop do dancing mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden yeah. like spinning and ballet and, like ballet yeah. and, and you're like she's an ultimate performer. That's yeah, it's amazing. And, that, and see, so my it's wife insane. fell in love with Mike Ness of Social D because he's a performer, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I fell in love with Lindsay Sterling because she is an all around performer. She switches it up like yeah, a lot of her songs do. You know, they have the EDM mm-hmm. notes Th- to there it. There are some a lot of similarities from song and song and song and song, but. The way she changes up her mannerisms, her body structure, everything—it's just like yeah. I love her. Yeah, and yeah. one of my favorite songs from this is um, is the it's called the Upside, and it fe- features um, L. King, who's the, oh yeah yeah. So, so she's done a lot of collaborative work with like some big name, oh, some yeah. other big name people, and you're like, wow, this is really interesting. And she's actually started to on this album. And a little bit on her previous album, Shatter Me, is she actually starting to sing herself yes. on them? Yes, so oh, you can hear on this. Wow. You can hear on the, the song you just played. Yeah. Like so, she, on the Artemis, on the one that we just heard, she samples a lot of her own voice. Where it, you know, I've, you know, because I'm a fan, so I I've paid attention to a lot of her like social media stuff. Right, is that she's been very self conscious mm-hmm. about her voice and singing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. That's why she never sang on her first album, she and even her second one, because she was she's she, able to get her emotions yeah. out through that violin too. Yeah, and and yeah. she didn't like the way her voice sounded, you know, whatever. Right. Being self conscious about it, and now she's like, okay, I've I feel more confident. I'm going to try this, and so yeah. on the last album, she started to just kind of sample or kind of Drop just do background or something like that, and bars, now yeah. she's like the main sample piece. In the songs, which is really awesome. Yeah, wow. I mean, she's not like singing any lyrics in the song, but even just her like mm-hmm. changing pitches is really yeah. good. And with this one, the album front to back, I enjoyed the whole thing and just loved it. Yeah. All right, number two, we got the Rack and Tours album, Help a Stranger. So I'd like I, to roll back to the Puddle of Mud and Jimmy World uh, conversation. I did not know the Rockin' Tours were still around. <laughs> I feel like we have all had an album on here, like a sellout Where the rest album. of us have been like, I didn't know that they still did yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, even like a, like a radio sellout album, right? I had Jimmy Eat World, Denial had for uh, King and Country. Hey. It's and not then as... you had your Rockin' Tours album. Yeah. Like, we all have one mainstream band that we were that, that super like... stoked about. So, I I hadn't listened to the Rockin' Tours in... I don't know how long, and yeah. I was actually watching. Um, was it Jimmy Kimmel? No, not Jimmy Kimmel. Um, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, and he had Jack White on, and he was like, "Okay, and the Racketeers are going to be the the musical guest for tonight." And so I was like, "Oh, like I like Jack White. I like the White Stripes. Like yeah. I've heard a couple of things of the Racketeers. Nothing that really made of note." And then they played this song mm-hmm. at the end of the show, and it's like. They got a new album, and he's talking about the process, about he and and the other guy. You know, uh, can, can I ask yeah. a question? Jack White's from the Rocket Tours. Yeah, I, that's him. I only knew him from the White he's, Stripes. Yeah, yeah. So that goes back to the whole thing too. Yeah. Steady as he's she the, goes, man. Yeah, 
He's yeah. the main. He's oh the, my god! He's the main guy. Stanley now that yeah, now that I Stanley yeah, Ashley. I can hear it. And, okay, now, now, now you hear. I hear like, his oh, voice. That's, that's yep, yep. And Jack White is amazingly talented musician. Oh, of another course, great yeah. performer. And great, great performer. Everything. And, everything. Yeah. and I listened to the song and I was like, okay, this is catchy. You know, like, is this just like the pop? You know, like this is like the single and the rest of the album is kind of meh. I listened to the rest of the album. I was like. This is actually good. this is actually pretty good. Yeah. I really enjoy it. It's it's very creative. It's different, and Jack White's kind of always been mm-hmm. like that. Like the White Stripes when they came out, everybody was like, "This is really weird. This is different." Yeah, but I like it. Yeah. I don't know why. I like but I it. like it's it. It's tragic. And we'll never get another White Stripes album. God, you know. Okay, reconciliation. What's but that? probably that's not. his sister, right? No, so his ex-wife. Wife. His yeah, ex- okay. He's now ex-wife. I know I was confused with that originally. But he, um, he were they record. He was talking about one of the songs that they recorded for this album, and in the process of it, they, he was like, oh, "I wonder how it sounds on the radio," because he knows that if the song does decent enough, it's mm-hmm. gonna get played on the radio. Right. So they actually played the song over like a transmitter from their studio. Oh wow to like you know how you can set your iphone or whatever to pick up a random yep uh, you know station like cb radio type yeah stuff. cb radio type stuff so then he went and listened to a song the song back in the car and was giving feedback to the studio like you need to do this you need to do this to make sure that it sounded good through the speakers of the car through the speakers of the car holy crap. and i'm like who does that yeah like 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 Whose mind runs that's, that's that That's an way. artistic mind, like thinking like, oh, it sounds good in my headphones and in the studio and, you know, on the cut print or whatever. But yeah. but how does this song play on the radio? I'm going to go listen how to it. How does it transmit? Yeah. I'm going to go listen to it transmitted into my car. And then I'm going to give feedback to the studio. You need to change this, 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 or this. Holy crap. To make it genius. sound good. Not just in the, not on the, the album. cut. Yeah. But that it'll play and translate well on the radio. Damn. And I'm like, Jack White, you're a freaking genius. And I like my res- yeah, my respect for him. He's and good at what he does. And, it, and his craft. Through the roof. Yeah. He he's a craft he's a musician craftsman. Yeah. And he's in he lives in outside of Nashville, so it's like, okay, well he's in he's in the, he's the right, in the right place. He's yeah. in the right area. Well you're yeah. right in the middle of nowhere too, so what are you gonna do? Yeah. 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 All right, album number one. I don't know if this is number one album, it just was his first one on the list. My first one on the list is uh bring me the horizons ammo and you're about to re- i can see you josh pearson you want to i feel like because i sent this to you originally the music video for medicine is literally him swallowing himself i think that like it represents him swallowing everything that was good about that band <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> taste of your own medicine Actually, I I mean, one of my favorite bands, Def Havana, who I had on last year's list, like they did the same thing. They were a screamo band and then they mm-hmm. went on to like pop songs. And Okay, so I wasn't confused when it was Bring Me the Horizon and he was singing. I was like, wait, what? I'm not used to this well, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, it feels yeah. like gone are the days of like Shadow Moses. And, um, okay, but this also talks on our previous subject that we talked about earlier is the bands evolving. Bands yeah. evolving, but did they evolve in the right direction? Because they actually, at, at their live shows now, they've gone back to singing their old songs. Mm-hmm. And I, I've I've watched a number of um, 
like interviews that he's done in like shorts on YouTube and whatever that yeah. the the lead singer Bring Me the Horizon has done. And it it kind of makes me understand and appreciate the album that much more. Like the song Heavy Metal, you know, he it's basically a song calling out like fuck you. We're mm-hmm. we're changing how we're doing. Yeah. I know you're not gonna like this. I don't we don't care. But this is, we're trying something. Like, you know, you're going to say this album isn't heavy metal. If you listen to the album, it's not very Bring Me the Horizon heavy screamo type stuff. Uh, So, like, I came into it having not, like, having only listened to uh, Bring Me the Horizon's, like, bigger songs, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I hadn't listened to, I don't think I've ever listened to, like, a full album of them. But I just like I couldn't get into it. You know, it felt too. It felt it was a very disjointed it album. Felt I, very I electronic to me because I'm not a fan of electronic albums, and like maybe that was the reason I didn't like it. But it's Probably. just like it had two or three songs. I was like, okay, this is okay. And then there are a lot of other songs where that I was you like, really didn't like. I just I want to stop listening to this right <laughs> so, now. So on what you said with like they still sing their old songs at their concerts no they only sing old songs at their concerts Okay, so here's the thing it's kind of like when dropkick murphy's came out with blackout and their song started getting played on k-rock finally like Mm. everyone's like oh you're a bunch of sellouts blah blah blah. yet when that song when that album came out they weren't really happy playing some of their radio famous songs with it so all it was was okay you like this this is what we really are. And it got more ears onto their older stuff. And then they never went back to that type of song again. Well, it's like My mm. Chemical Romance, right? Like they, Black Parade got the shit played out of it on the radio. I yep. hate that. And then they so broke it. And they broke you up. You should hear Gwen sing that, sing that song, Black Parade. It's amazing. Okay. They broke up after that, though. Like they, they didn't want to play anymore. So if you listen to interviews with Gerard Wade, he said, why'd they break up? Because I the band go got, do, I wanted to go do comics and shit. The, well, no, the band got so big, it was it was bigger than it was ever meant to be, and they had Danger Days come out, and you know they're like, okay, well, we don't really know. We want to break away from Black Parade, and we don't know what to do now. Right. Yeah. So they're like, we the only way that we can move forward is to do something bigger, and we don't know. We never wanted to do anything bigger than this. Right. Yeah. So. To touch on MCR before I get back on to BMTH is uh, my cousin went to go see an MCR okay. show, the, the the Black Parade. Okay, and you know he was a fan. He was, you know, the, they make really good music. I really enjoy it. Right. The girl that he was dating at the time was really really into MCR, and he goes, they played that album song one to the song end of the ten. album straight through. It was yeah. the worst fucking concert he had ever been to. But people still love it. They sell and out people, arenas. People loved it. And I'm like, that's a shitty concert. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I wanted to hear... A, I could have just played the album. I want to yep. hear I'm Not Okay. I want to hear Helena. I want to hear, hear songs from... And, I want to hear I brought hear you like my a love, you brought me from, your bullets. Yeah. Yeah. And and then what it was like a, maybe a year or so later, I went to go see... It was Blink One Eighty Two. They're doing the Honda tour, mm-hmm. and their live was, shows are awful. It, Travis Barker's awesome. Travis the other two just guys awesome are just whatever. like whatever. Um, but this was before what's his name 
went off into Tom DeLonge. Tom oh, DeLonge Tom DeLonge. W- went off into UFO UFOs took over for him. Yeah, um, but they played at the Hollywood Bowl. MCR opened for them. Really? And I was like, there's a, I mean, all the emo kids were out. I was like. I know exactly why you're here. You don't really care about Blink-182. I'm here for Blink-182. because yeah, you're here for Mike. And Cornelius. you're here for MCR. And it was an okay like performance, but like Blink-182 is like they played a bunch of songs from across yeah, and their so, catalog. But so another problem like with... It's like MCR at that time, they weren't a... We'll call it a nostalgia band. So yeah. like right now, like with the observatory in, you know, in Santa Ana, they have mm-hmm. a lot of older... You know, bands, performers coming. Like KRS One was there a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You get the game coming back, and they're like, "Well, he only had really one album, you know." But they're yeah. like, it's years after no one's heard from them for a while. They're like, yeah. "I'm gonna go do a tour, and I'm gonna play, I'm gonna perform this whole album." Right. Yeah. And that's because people want the nostalgia act. MCR wasn't able to be a nostalgia act at that point. Yeah. Everyone wanted to hear teenagers. Uh, sing. They wanted to hear Black Parade. They want to hear I'm Not Okay. They wanted to hear all this stuff, mm-hmm. but they're like, we're just going to play it this way. So that's why it's like, why would you do that? Well, they work yeah. for a record company, and they're probably telling them what to play. I, I get that, but, like, but at a, like as a Bring Me company, the Horizon, it, it, it was such a... De- it, for me, it was such a departure. Drastic, drastic departure yeah. from... Because I was like, I was like, Bring Me the Horizon. I'm like, I, I was like, wait, they came out with a new album? Mm-hmm. And then, you know... Summer or whenever, sprint late spring is when I started listening to it or whatever. And I started listening to their old their older stuff to trying to familiarize with their old catalog. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember the song. I know I like the, the yeah. this band, these songs of theirs. And listening to this album, I'm like, this is totally different. Yeah. But I really I respected and enjoyed it because of that reason. Yeah, you listen to it from a different angle then. When you yeah. knew it wasn't exactly. screaming, you're like, okay, let me yeah. see what they have to it, put. Let me it, see what they're. But I do agree. From from song one to end, it was not as much of a a good story. Like there were peaks and valleys. It it didn't flow right. Which yeah. for you, Mister Peterson, is big. Is important to me. It's very 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 important. Yeah. You like the build up to the crescendo. I I do like I no, just like to not even like build up to a crescendo, but but it needs to tell a story. It, it needs yeah. to have a, a, needs, an arc and to a be path. complete. Right. And yeah. this one like didn't feel there were complete. there were like two song two or three songs like in different spots that like kind of flowed into each other but as an album as a whole as a whole it didn't it didn't flow as a whole exactly yes. set you up for that bring one bring it back it didn't it didn't flow across the whole yeah. album okay. which when i sent it to you i was like he's he's probably going to tell me he doesn't like it i already knew you were going to say like there's some songs that are good but i don't like the whole album as a whole and there are some songs that are good but i don't like it as a as whole, an album as a yeah. complete album yeah. that, and that goes back to what i was saying like when LimeWire came out, when iTunes finally, and Napster and all that. You make your own mixtapes. You could pick your own songs. Yep, exactly. And like, you, you know, that's like, everyone's like, oh, well, you have to buy a $20, you know, $20 CD for literally for two songs. Two songs. <laughs> and you're like. Big Willie Styles all in it. Right? <laughs> or Miami, you know. But Those it's are like, the two songs that I wanted. And then, yeah. you would and then the Men in Black bonus at the end was just because of, <laughs> I like the song because the, the movie is, came at out. At that point, it was like, Can okay, with it? then you take the CD and you put a cassette in the recorder part and you just record those so you make your own little mix. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how mixtapes and then the mix CDs. 
And it was just kids these days will never, yeah, know. Know. Don't understand. Don't understand. never know. You don't know. They don't understand the recording the radio. Waiting for play of the song. Coming up next is oh yeah. shit. Okay, and you're like, yeah. okay, I don't want this DJ want. shit in here. And you're yeah. telling the DJ to shut the fuck up. Like, shut up! I want to get. Oh. And yeah. then they pop in in the middle of like the first like 50 seconds of the song. Yeah, you're what? Like, or they'll Jesus like as the song's Grimini. fading out, they'll start talking. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I, my music was all over the board, but that's my music choices. That's a good list. All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, if I would have given you what I listened to most, uh, it would have been the worst top five ever because they're all songs from my daughter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Deuces. It's all your pleasure, baby. We do oh, it for yeah. you. Do it for the do it, do it for the fans. All right. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you want to find back episodes of the show, you can find it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast.com, Podbean, and other great podcasting outlets around the globe. And we're also now available on other great podcasting channels like the Pop Culture Cosmos. Big Dog, if they want to shoot us an email, where do they send it to? Topicocalypse at gmail.com. And purveyor of memes, Brett Cruz, if they want to find us on social media, where do they look? At Topicocalypse at all social medias. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you. Bye.